Patrick Dolan, you sent me a really interesting article about the Senator Fetterman case. Right. Um, I think a lot of people know now he had a stroke while he was running for office. That made it a very complicated campaign. He did a very... I don't know how I'll say interesting debate yep. because he had to be uh, read the answers along with it. And as someone who saw uh, my dad have a stroke last year, I can kind of get that. Like there's, it's a, it may all be there, but it doesn't all come out correctly. And mm-hmm. there's some cognitive stuff back and forth. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the latest news is, and I personally think I'm I'm glad he's speaking up about it. He's right. getting treatment for depression, and I think for the most part, we've seen some people you know deriding him or making fun of him for that. But for the most part, people are on both sides of the aisle are saying, "Hey, look, get the help you need." Of course, um, depression in the workplace—that is a complicated issue, isn't it? It is, um, and it's become more prevalent, especially after COVID. I think that's exacerbated some folks who have. Issues with depression, um, whether it be isolation, working from home, whether it be additional stress related to you don't know what's going to happen with your job. Are Mm -hmm. you going to be laid off? So I think depression in the workplace, anxiety as well, has become a much, much bigger deal. And I have a number of people who come to me with issues related to the mental health, not just depression and anxiety, but a whole bunch of issues. And they ask me questions, what should I do? What can I do legally? What what can the employer uh, ask for as far as information, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it was an important issue before. It's becoming a much bigger issue now. Right. So if I have sick days, I, I mean, I guess it depends on the company and maybe the state you live in. If I have sick days, obviously, if I have COVID or I'm puking like those are sick days yep do we have the legal right to to take sick days when we are feeling mentally unwell whether anxiety or depression you do and there's also federal laws the family medical leave act americans with disabilities act and also the illinois equivalent of the ada so you've got a bunch of different federal and state laws that protect you in instances where you're having mental health challenges mm-hmm. now that may not be a guarantee that you get paid leave but it's a guarantee, I mean, unless it's part of a policy already designed. Right. But it's a, it's part of the idea that you can't be fired for it, Yeah, correct? you get job protection in, in not just your uh, position, but also your compensation and your benefits. If you're out on leave under FMLA or the ADA or under Illinois law, you can't suffer any detriment because you're out for those reasons. If I go to a doctor and get a signed note, or if I show a positive COVID test, that seems like an obvious thing, an easy thing to prove to an employer. But if your employer is asking for, you know, I just explain a little bit more here. Are, do I have to provide documentation, a psychiatrist? No, like, is it that de- a little bit more nebulous? Yeah, it depends on when they're asking, not before you've been given, in terms of the hiring process, not before you've been given a conditional job offer or after you've been hired. That's a different circumstance, too. So employers can ask for documentation to support your need for leave under the FMLA or ADA. Makes sense. It does, um, because they want to verify, frankly, what your situation is, what you can do, what you can do, can't do, how much leave you need to take, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So they can, but only at certain circumstances and times. Do you feel like people are punished in the workplace if they talk about with their bosses? And this is a very generalization. I guess what I should say is, have you seen circumstances in which people are effectively punished, not advanced through work, laid off because the boss doesn't want to deal with 
working through someone's mental issues. Unfortunately, yes. And that's really, really troublesome to me. And so you may have a retaliation claim based on actions taken against you because you brought those things forth. But let me take a big step back. So especially recently, companies can see the prevalent issues of mental health in the workplace. So I think a lot of companies are much better now. 100%. In terms of you have the employee assistance programs, you have a whole bunch of education within their workforce, not just for the employee, but for the management level employers who have to work with these folks saying, okay, this is what you need to be sensitive to. This is what you should do if someone comes forward expressing concerns about their mental health that's affecting their job. Um, So I think procedures and policies are in place now better than they were before. That's not to say that individuals don't act incorrectly and, frankly, illegally sometimes in responding to these, uh, you know, requests for help. This seems like a silly question, but like when you talk about protected classes in work environments, we Mm -hmm. talk a lot about age discrimination. You can't be discriminated against or retaliated against because of uh, your your gender, um, some, some states, LGBT. Yep. Is mental health one of these it, angles or is it, it, it No, it is because of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Okay. And also the FMLA, Family and Medical Leave Act, if you have a serious health condition, which a lot of mental health issues definitely rise to that level. So those are laws that protect you. And also the Illinois Human Rights Act protects you from disability based discrimination, mental health challenges like we're talking about, anxiety, depression, et cetera, those are all uh, protected by federal and state law. Some are not, but most are. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, my answer to the question of the day was about the American Disabilities Act, mm-hmm. and I went back and read a lot about the history of it, and it, it was interesting to me just of note that it was George H.W. Bush right. who signed it into law after it passed overwhelmingly, and the revisions to it, including a lot of these mental angles, right. were added under his son, George W. Bush, in 2006 to a revision to it. And that even seems amazing to me, not that it was George W. Bush, but that it was 2006 and they were starting to have better conversations about it. And that has continued to grow as we go on. It has. And the law has gotten a little, the ADA has gotten a little more friendly with recent amendments to employees who are suffer, who suffer these issues. So I think it's it's lagging a little bit, in, but there's protections there in place that folks should be aware of and take advantage of. And listen, it's it's a, a obviously a very stressful issue for the person. Like, should I bring it forward? I really am struggling in my job. What's going to happen to me if I do? What's going to happen to my family as a result of that? I understand all of those stressors. But there are a lot of laws in place and a lot of obligations that exist on the behalf of the employer that you really should bring it forward. And there's lots of accommodation discussions that will be had with your employer as to how to best help you through those issues. Patrick Dolan from Conti Dolan Law. Yeah, that's Karen Conti, who you know and hear on Sundays and frequently on this station. Patrick, where can people reach you? Uh, 312-332-7800. 312-332-7800. We're just getting started with Patrick Dolan, by the way. If you have any employment law questions, something happened to you at work, you got laid off, you're starting a new job, that's exciting too. There's got you got to have questions, perhaps, about what's going on. 312-981-7200 if you've got any of that. And we've got a few questions on the phone lines. We have someone that Iridian is going to translate for them. And Steve, I know you have a question. We'll get to you in just a little bit. Is that okay? Okay. All right. Sure. Um, um, we're with Patrick Dolan from Conti Dolan Law. Yes, that Karen Conti, ContiDolanLaw.com or 312-332-7800 to reach Patrick. Patrick, really quickly, mm-hmm. if I 
want to take a sick day for a mental health day. Do I have to explain that to my boss? No, not under sick leave law. If if it it's something more serious and long in, in longer in longer in duration, yes, because under the ADA or FMLA, you're going to have to substantiate that mm-hmm. if they if they want you to. But this is but it's part of my bank of sick days. No, that's fine. No. All right. Okay. Sometimes I feel like when I am like when I'm sick and I have to explain, I I over explain. Yeah, you don't need, <laughs> you don't to. need to. Don't right. do that. Job. And my boss is probably like, "Why are you telling me? Just tell me you're sick." Right. I don't care about the details. Iridian, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. We don't talk to you enough on this I program. Iridian's okay. behind the scenes. She does so <laughs> She's many so great nice. things. She's awesome. She's super nice. I know. She does wrestling stuff, podcasts, yeah. and so many more things. Her TikTok is incredible. That's impressive. I don't see that, but okay. What's your TikTok page, Iridian? My TikTok is Iridian Fierro. Okay. Yeah. You had a caller question, and uh, yes. what what was it? So this was about FMLA, and she is she has an employee who's going to take some mental health days, well, a couple of weeks actually, and she's just wondering that after they take these weeks off, she still believes that they are not going to be able to do the job. So what does she do? Interesting question. Yeah. So if someone is not qualified to do the job then the FMLA does not protect that person. The timing can be iffy. For example, if someone just comes back from FMLA and they're terminated because they can't do the job, then retaliation issues are going to be raised in the mind of the employee. And if they talk to a lawyer, certainly in the mind of the the lawyer. Um, but it's not the case that you need to keep them on if they can't do the job just because they're out on FMLA. Wait, wait, so you so, have to be careful. Wait, so you could let them go in the middle of FMLA? That's a really bad time to do okay, it. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, I'm saying when they come back. Okay. When they come back. So, so it may look bad, but it yeah, might be legal. Yeah, it may look bad, yes. But I, you know, um, I tell folks, uh, who, you know, when I'm talking to a company client, listen, that's the risk, and you will get probably, a retaliation claim from the employee or their lawyer. So you're going to have to really be prepared to explain how your decision to terminate them is not related to their FMLA leave. You're not upset that they took it. They, right. They had to they do it. They cannot do the job. Right. And we have to be careful. They can't be eligible for more FMLA time. You know what I mean? We get a bank of 12 weeks, mm-hmm. right? FMLA. So if they're gone for a couple of weeks, like Iridian said, maybe they still qualify for intermittent, like occasional leave for the rest of the 10 weeks. So you got to be certain they don't qualify because then they could just go out and leave again. And then, you know what I mean? You just have to understand their circumstance. Okay. Uh, and that's why I like talking to you about this stuff, because you represent, for the most part, employees now. Yeah. But for years, you represented employers, too. Yeah, and I still, rep- I still counsel companies occasionally, okay. for sure, yeah. All right, very good. So you know both sides of it. Yep. All right, Larry. We're going to Larry. Larry's calling in. Larry, how you doing, my friend? Oh, real good. Okay, so here it was. Uh, I was working for a company, and I was escorting uh, the outside contractors into buildings. And this one building uh, was supposed to clean up. He had some metal, and he left it there. So he said, get the guys some pizza. So I made a bad judgment. I, I used the company's vehicle and I took it out to the scrapyard and got the guys the, uh, you know, pizza. And then uh, sort of through the grapevine, someone found out about it and I was dismissed. Now, my question is, okay, I'm applying for other jobs. I'm a senior citizen. And it seems like it's hard to anybody doesn't really want to hire senior citizens. But are they looking at that report when they do an investigation on me? and uh, Or can they disclose that? Because they put it down as theft, but I had a... Uh, a questionnaire next to that when they dismissed me where I 
told my side of the story. Oh, good. So you did tell your side of the story, which should be in any record. So you're wondering if someone is trying to look to employ you now, if they can see the record from the previous company. That's your question, basically? That's my question. And what, what, can, what can the old company disclose on me? Interesting. Yeah. What do you think, Patrick? Uh, I think it's, uh, first of all, there's... There's no, if you're talking about stuff in your personnel file, um, that's not going to be disclosed, and it shouldn't be disclosed by, by your former employer. Okay, um, if there's a public record, like if you were, if there's a criminal issue with regard to theft, that's something altogether different. But mm-hmm. let's focus on what the employer cannot do, and they and they don't want to do it because they're afraid of being sued for like defamation or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not going to disclose what happened to you, mm-hmm. okay? And they shouldn't. So. Yeah. yeah. So, Larry, I guess that that they're not going to be telling other. Uh, no, generally they they will absolutely not. Frankly, they want okay. you to get a new job, right? Because they don't want you coming back to them for any purpose. Does that sound good, Larry? Okay. Well, what happened if I found out? Okay, how come you felt like I went to work at a donut shop? Well, how come didn't you hire me? You know, I'm just going to make donuts. Well, we found out it was just about in your past record. Can I come to you and say they dis- did disclose that? Uh, oh, like sure. If you find out that they did when they shouldn't have, yeah, you could. Yeah, I, I'd absolutely. Say follow up with Patrick for yeah, sure. Yeah. What number? Happy should, to talk to you, What Larry. number should they reach out to? Three one two three three two seventy eight hundred. Okay. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred is our phone number. Um, I got a question from someone who makes uh, hourly wage. They were hired in September. They worked just a couple weeks, and they were told that they were getting a promotion, which is great. They were not going to get a raise, though, because they were still in that 90-day probationary period. But they were told, okay, we're not going to start it from the 90 days when you got your promotion a couple weeks into the job. We're going to start your raise. We're going to back time your raise to the day you started employment. That has since passed. They should be getting a raise according to what they were told verbally. Right. They asked why they aren't getting them. They haven't gotten an answer. I mean, I know they're a fairly new employer, so it's maybe you got to work with them a little bit. Is that illegal or is that just... I think it's more of a bad business practice. Okay. I mean, if you know, if they're not following through on their representation, the employee should bring it up to them. To the HR person is probably the best person, assuming they have one, um, and say, "Listen, uh, this was promised to me. I was working here under the assumption after the promotion that I would get this raise. Um, where's my raise? Mm-hmm. Is there anything illegal? Maybe a breach of contract. You know, but that's." Not a particularly strong claim, but I would impress upon them, if you want me to stay, you just promoted me, you like me, right? you know, why aren't you giving me this raise? I don't understand. Is there something about me specifically, but you proponed me? So how could there be? Right. So, just seems like bad business practice. It is, it is bad business practice. Yeah. Okay. There you go. And uh, There's your answers, uh, 630. 708 wants to know, I'm budgeted to work 40 hours a week, eight hours a day. Right? right, so standard seems pretty standard there. If I work more than my eight-hour scheduled shift, not by choice, right? So the employer mm-hmm. asks them to stay later. Can my employer require me to come in later or leave earlier on another day in that week so that they don't have to pay me overtime? Meaning, hey, you need to stay here later today. So I work ten hours is what I'm surmising. But hey, don't come in tomorrow until eleven a.m. instead of nine a.m. so that we still end up at our forty-hour work week. Yeah, there's some flexibility with regard to scheduling versus, um, you know, daily overtime. But if you end up with forty or less at the end of the week, I, that is the most important thing. Okay, so yeah. a little they can move your leeway. schedule around, right? But you know, there could be a daily overtime issue. It just depends how it unfolds as the week goes on, right? Steve Ruxton, what do you got for us, yes. my friend? Patrick, good to talk to you. I'll make this quick. Uh, what a great topic! I have two quick questions. My wife. 
uh, had to have a knee operation last year. She took FMLA, got paid. That leave ended in September of last year. Now she has to have a hip replacement in about a week and a half. She is told by her job that she can't take FMLA because you can only do it once in 12 months, but she may qualify for short-term disability. So the two questions, she's not protected. Her job is not protected under short-term disability, I believe. That's question one. The other one is, and this would apply to FMLA as well, you take your leave, you come back. What if you quit? Is there any kind of clawback oh. for FMLA or short-term disability? Like getting their money back during that time you well, didn't work? Well, yeah. I mean, if you come back and quit in a month, right. the company may say, hey, we paid you the whole time. You owe X amount of money. Good questions. So the first question is about the short-term disability. As long, So there's a retaliation aspect. As long as the company is not retaliating against you for taking it, then... The company, it's a different thing than FMLA. The company does not need to keep your job while you're on short-term disability. Was that his first question? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's so, so within within 12 months, a company can say you can only take FMLA once. Wait, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a total of 12, it's a total of 12 weeks you have, doesn't okay. have to be consecutive, during a 12-month period. Right. So I'm assuming, so I'm assuming that your wife took all 12 weeks. She did. Dur- okay, right. So you're out of FMLA time. Right. Now you're on short-term disability. Right. Okay. Um, you can't work, short-term disability, and the question is, is she... Well, the job is not protected, question one. Question two, if she were to come back, and I'm not saying she would, but if she quit in, say, two months, three months, whatever, Mm -hmm. is is there a rule about clawback that they can take pay back? No. I mean, no. If they've, by the way, I'm sort of surprised that there she was paid during FMLA unless no. you used your she used vacation it. or something. It's paid FMLA law leave is pretty right. unusual. Unusual, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I don't. Not 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 only I do I not think so. I do not think they would do that. Hmm. So they're not. I, I think she's safe that way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. There sure. you go, Steve. Thanks for the call. Well, you got a lot of great questions on the line, on the phone line. Text line, too. Okay, let's take a break. Then more with Patrick Dolan. Where can people reach you if they can't answer you, if they, you can't answer them now? 312-332-7800. More after this. 720 WGN. Patrick Dolan here. Conti Dolan Law. We move fast here, Patrick. Yeah, we do. Got a lot of questions. Let's yeah. go to Dan's question on line two. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Good. What's your question? Hey, so I recently found out I work alongside a convicted child sex predator, um, and it's for a pretty large company. I don't know if the company has a responsibility to its employees to let them know that they're working alongside someone like this, or, you know, I don't know if he disclosed it at the interview and got the job. I just, huh. it's, it's pretty uncomfortable feeling knowing this now. And right, I don't because know you probably found out just through, a, through an internet search or you found something out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. That's what, interesting. What kind of company is this? What do you do? Without you don't have to say the name. Uh, no, no, no. Don't company. say the name. I'm just yeah. saying what kind of company. It is a manufacturing uh, medical sales company. Okay. Um, okay. So it has nothing. There, there's no children in the workplace. It has nothing like that. And so no, uh, yeah. No. Um, 
I think I don't know if the if the company knew that this existed, if they went through and there's a pretty tedious process um, to go through in terms of hiring somebody, what you can find out in terms of their conviction and what you can do about it. You know, Illinois law protects folks who are convicted of of an offense um, and both both in the hiring and retention process and from disclosure, because there's a lot of potential retaliation there. So I would say you know, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it's improper for them not to tell you. In other words, I think it's okay if the company doesn't tell you. It's legal. It's legal. Given what, given where you work in the type of industry, I think that that's probably okay. Now, I don't know if you made uh, anybody in management aware that you're uncomfortable. That's a good idea and tell them why you're uncomfortable. And maybe you can have that discussion. Um, but do they have to tell you that? No, I don't think so. That makes sense, Dan. It does. So, one last question. Yeah. What if? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't feel comfortable exactly telling coworkers. Right. But I also. No. You know, I feel easy about that. I don't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that you tell coworkers. I would suggest you tell someone in HR confidentially. Don't go, you know, marching around telling people, "Hey, this is what I found out about this guy." That's not a good idea. Um, but if you if you want to raise that concern confidentially to your HR representative, I think that's fine to do. Okay, thank you. All right, Dan. Sure. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, this is from the eight one five. My daughter works for a company who requires her to bring a doctor's note when she takes a single sick day in order for her to get paid for that. There's nothing written about this in the policy. Is this legal? No, I think you've got to take three uh, consecutive sick days for an employer to require a doctor's note to substantiate. So one day, no, they should not be allowed to require a doctor's note. And as of this year now, people mm-hmm. that even work. Uh, jobs that previously didn't offer five days sick days right. in illinois now they should right 40 hours that's right that's a new illinois sick pay leave law for paid sick leave pay, paid right. all right mm-hmm. um let's go to eric here this is an interesting okay. one eric what's your question yeah well my wife is a hourly paid worker uh makes a little had made a little bit more than minimum wage um but Oh, no. I think we lost it. Oh. All right. So, Eric, you, you got cut off there for a second. Yeah. So you said that she worked for a little more than minimum wage. And then what happened? Right. Right. Well, she, uh, she made a dollar and a quarter more than minimum wage. And on January 1st, when the minimum wage went up a dollar, mm-hmm. her wage only went up 75 cents. Oh, so they didn't tie it to, they didn't make her make a dollar twenty-five more. So you're saying that she, you thought, you were wondering if she's, if it's if legally required that the amount that minimum wage goes up, that a salary goes up, or an hourly wage goes up as well. That's what you're wondering? Correct. Right, what do you yeah. think about that? Do you know much about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. so so she's paid, she's hourly, but paid a salary? Is no, that... she's paid hourly. Oh, okay, so no, why, aren't they paying, why aren't they paying her minimum wage? No, they're paying them in a wage, Patrick. What they're saying is, so she made a dollar and a quarter yep. more than minimum wage. Yep. Minimum wage went up, okay. still below her salary. Oh. She got a seventy-five cent raise oh. instead of a dollar twenty-five. Does it have to be tied no. to the minimum wage? No, it, I'm sorry, I didn't understand. No, it does not. Okay, no, as long as she exceeds minimum wage, it does not. Okay, sorry about that, Eric. Oh well, okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she tried. I like that. Two and I wanted to know. Please clarify: Is there job protection under short-term disability? Is there job? Well, you can't be terminated. For taking short-term disability. That's a retaliation claim. The question is, are they required to keep your job open when you return? Okay. If you can do the job, then they then, then you they should 
um, allow you to come back to do that job. If you're if they do not allow you to return, you probably have a retaliation claim. Okay, okay? because why were you okay? Assuming you were okay before short term disability, mm-hmm. no issues with your performance. You go out on STD. You're like, okay, I'm ready to come back. I'm good to go. I've been released from short term disability. You should be allowed. Yes. To go back to that job, same terms, same conditions, same pay, same benefits, same everything. If you aren't, then I think you have a good re- retaliation claim. Okay. We have a question for Iridian on the texting line. Iridian, wrestling, please ask the person to provide their Twitter or Facebook handle. Are you only on TikTok, Iridian? I am also on Instagram and Twitter. Okay. So just Iridian underscore Fiero. Okay. But if you head over to WGN, all the Let's Get Legal stuff I post has my name on it. Wow. Yeah, that's right. So you can find it there. <laughs> you seem a little that's weirded out by that. You do great content, Iridian. <laughs> that just caught me off guard. Like, I know we've talked about wrestling before, but we don't really talk about it on air. Are Should they? I not have? No, it's fine. Because <laughs> you're like, you're really into it and you post really interesting content. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things besides WGN Radio and you. <laughs> This is way more interesting than what I have to say, Iridian. We should have a whole show about wrestling. We did. There was one WWE thing that I, a legal thing that I brought Iridian on for. But yes, Iridian, you travel quite literally the country. Maybe not as much as I just made that sound like, but you have traveled a lot of different places. Yes. For for wrestling, yeah. And which is your favorite wrestling like um, organization? Oh, man. Okay, so the top two, WWE and AEW, mm-hmm. but, you know, I love John Cena, even though he's not wrestling, so it's WWE for now. Okay, yeah. WWE for now. Yeah. All right, so for all she things... She needs a show, John. That's what I'm saying, right? I'm telling you. She could take the last hour of this put show, her, put honestly. Put on the air. Yeah, that's, that's what we're <laughs> talking about. Uh, that's Iridian Fierro, who's my wonderful producer. I don't give you enough shout-outs, Iridian. I'm realizing now. I should. Every yeah, single show, make sure She's I'm great. doing that. She is yeah. great. She's wonderful. I'll remind you every time I'm here. Yeah, well, you're the employment lawyer, so... <laughs> I know. I feel like, uh-oh. Yeah. Why yeah. don't you? She also produces your money. She's the executive producer of Your Money Matters, too. Does great stuff there. All right, Patrick, where can people reach you if they didn't get their question answered today or they didn't feel comfortable sure, asking they can, us? Right, they can call me anytime. 312 7800. Patrick, we'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you. Thanks, John. All right. Uh, let's take a break, then we'll wrap things up ahead of news from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom on WGN.